Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So Fucking lost their heads at that. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. So the Den Debate, as promised, the weekly show. Once again, we've got the regulars, Kenny and Joe. How have we been, boys? Good, good. Thank you. Evening, everyone. Good, good, good. We're feeling a lot better after Saturday, aren't we? Well, I was panicking, but there you go. Mill KP, Millwall Royalties in the fucking street. Stevie, I did, do you know what? I made the Callum Styles thumbnail today. I did think of you, and I thought, I know he fucking moaned about this. And I will do a Steve Morrison one next week. But I just thought this week with a new signing, us having just played Cardiff, I thought it'd be not disrespectful to Millwall fans, but we'll do it next week. Millwall Tube, how are you doing? Uh, if you're wondering what Steve Morris is talking about, about wallpaper, I'll get into that later. Mark Brewster, good evening, mate. Right, boys, good result Saturday. Uh, but before that, we've got two games to cover since our last podcast. We are winding it back to. Burnley, fucking Burnley. I um, I've never been there before, Turf Moor. I was really, really impressed with Burnley. Uh, the crowd, the club. I said my mate lives up there, and he was just like, "If you live in Burnley and you don't support Burnley, they fucking hate me up here. I've already got any mates." <laughs> I must really, must really love his missus. But um, Burnley, Joe went there, not really expecting much. Yeah. Um... Not expecting much at all, to be honest. So we'll say it now. I think I said in my pre-match prediction, um, it'd be typical Millwall to go there and win. So maybe yeah. I was expecting that. But um, nah, I think um, I've not got too many grudges about that game, to be honest. I know we lost um, lost the game, but I don't think the performance was that bad. I see um, improvements from the Reading game. And um, at the end of the day, Burnley are a very strong side, plenty of Premier League experience in a sort of last 10 years and no doubt they're going to be up there towards the top um, come end of the season. So, um, yeah, it was always going to be difficult. As I say, I'm not, I weren't too, um, too unhappy with the performance, to be honest. No, I wasn't. I don't know about you, but yeah. Yeah, well, Ken, like, I think what Joe said there, you know, but they've been in the Premier League for over 10 years, right? Mm. And I thought, I, I do as well, a little old Burnley, but 
when you've had 10 years of Premier League money, you know, it's not a, that's not a fucking couple go. of seasons. You know, they're, they're a big outfit, Ken, aren't they? Yeah, I think that... Um... I think that as a as a Millwall fan, we obviously were always full of optimism, and and then when the when the result came, but you know a proper Millwall supporter probably looks at that and goes, "Fair enough." Um, Burnley as a team, yeah, you actually from from the looks of it, they've recruited well, um, they've kept some really good players as well that played regularly. I mean, I think is it Rodriguez? Yeah, he scored as well, didn't he? Yeah, so he he played for them. It, like loads of games in the Premier League, didn't he? He was a he was a constant figure in the squad. So, you know, when you when you look back at it and you and you look at the team and and the way they played, I think we were just outclassed by yeah. a much better team um, with much better players, much better resources. Um, and like you said, Dan, I think in your um, in your post match or, or your full time, you know, it's a Tuesday night and this place is full. Um, it was that, fucking rocking in there, but it was absolutely. They thrive rocking. on games like that, don't they? People always go like Burnley on a Tuesday night, and things yeah. like that. It's, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. So yeah, big club, big um, big club mentality. It's not little old Burnley. Um, and you'd probably say that you'd look at them and go, yeah, they're they're going to be up there, aren't they? At the end of the season. Mm. Yeah. Jay Rodriguez, my mate, was saying he lives up there. They love him because he's he's from Burnley. And other than him, if I'm honest, you know, the the goalkeeper actually come on that Peacock Farrell. Who's been in the England setup, and he was their reserve keeper. They loved their keeper as well. They was absolutely all over their keeper, and he went off. And Peacock Farrell come on, and they was loving him. I've never seen so much love for two goalkeepers, but other than those two, I think really household not household names in their side. I don't know whether that's naivety from me, but they were maybe not household names to to all of us, but they were definitely Premier League players, and they had a, they had a player on the bench who they just signed as well. Apparently, weren't eligible. Four million pounds, you know, that's just, you know, yeah, go four mil. We can't compete with that. You know, I don't yeah. really know a lot about this squad, but I think they got a lot of, a lot of dough in pre-season. I think my mate was saying something like 80 million they got in from, from South to other clubs. So I think we need to take that into consideration, but that's, that's Burnley covered. But for me, um, Joe, a good performance. It was no, no shame in it. We created chances. Yeah. But Fleming was the shining light for me. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Remember, he had that. Um, I look back at the highlights um, earlier. That that free kick he had that looked destined for the top corner. Mm. And um, now he's had a couple of starts under his belt. Um, he has looked really good in all honesty. And I just, well, I hope and I think he's just going to um, go from strength to strength and get better. Because I was impressed with him on a uh, Saturday as well. But mm. I, I watched it Saturday. But strangely enough. I don't know if I was watching a different game. I said, oh, Fleming's been brilliant. He's been pulling the strings at first. And Kieran goes to me, what do you mean? He's been our worst player. I said, are we watching a different game? Like, I don't know whether I'm right or he's right, whether what other people's opinions were, but I thought he played good on Saturday as well. Yeah, well, listen, that's just the fucking joy of football, isn't it? We have different opinions, but he was really good for me, Fleming. And I said in my post-match, just went out about an hour ago, um, that... I'll be honest, I said to you boys on the group chat, I think that Fleming to me just looked a little bit lost. I knew it would take time to settle. I wasn't sure coming to England at 23 was a little bit of a step too quick. And I've even like a couple of players saying, nah, listen, he's, he's red hot in training. He's, he's got a bit. And he just seemed to come back from that injury. Uh, club let him travel to back to Amsterdam. And he got like a, he got a send-off from his old club, didn't he? And they, 
showed him, you know, this is the player he was and thanks for everything. And, um, you know, it seems to have done in the world a good, maybe a good bit of man management from your best mate, Gary Rowick, on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we we spoke about Fleming, didn't we, at the beginning of the season or, or when we signed him. And we said that it has, you have to take these critical steps with players that have just come in, different country, different playing level, um, you know, all these different things that they, he's got to adapt to. But actually, when you think about it, he's come along quite quickly, yeah. Um, and and he looks he looks quite stable in that ten. I'll be honest. Um, was it? I think he, I think he was in a ten when he on he was a ten on Saturday anyway. But he yeah. looks quite stable in his in his play. Um, and I've just seen a comment that probably um, pretty much sums it up from Harry and Julie Bowden. Fleming can only get better. And um, yeah, look if if he's if he's at 40% at the moment, which I think he probably is based on age, ability, experience, etc., all these things, then, like I said, when we first signed him, we'll, we won't see the best out of him until probably another couple of years. And that's exciting based on what we've already seen. Yeah, I like I liked your comment in the uh, in the group chat at the start of the season. You said, boys, look, he's a record signing. We, we should write, not write him off this season, but what we get out of him this season is a bonus. I yeah. think you spawn and you spawn what you said as well. You look, I mean, you don't, I don't think any of us watch a lot of Dutch football, but he's progressed really, really quickly in his career. He was at Ajax, he went to a team before Sittard. He was there for a, one good year, I think, two good years, moved to Sittard, two good years, and, he, and he's looking to move again. Um, mm. If he carries on progressing as he does, Joe, could be moving on again like, at some point. Hopefully not, but. Definitely a, a good uh, bit of business at 1.7 million. And is he, would it be fair to say him and, and even with Styles, wouldn't necessarily regard them from what I've seen over the last three years, the three year plan, as a, as a Gary Rowett type player? So do you think that Rowett maybe he's, his hands were tied over the last three years? Maybe, you know, he does want to play more attacking football, but he wants to play with the players he wants to play it with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't say they're sort of your typical. Uh... Rowett signings at all. Usually we just look. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, defensive midfielders that have played for him before, some of his mates, etc. But um, maybe he is judging on the last couple of seasons. Well, I hope. Kenny might not agree, but I hope he is trying to change his way of thinking a bit by bringing in players like that, having Fleming there as a number 10. Yeah. And we see with Styles on um, Saturday as well, like he looks like, well, I know he's meant to be centre mid or left wing back, whatever, but he looks solid in that uh, left wing back role. And no surprise, he got a man of the match, um, but he could defend and he looked good going forward as well. Like mm. he was not scared to be direct. The way yeah. he brushed past a couple of their players going down the wing, I thought, even early on in that game, I thought, right, we've got a player on our hands here. Fingers yeah. crossed we don't curse it. But, um, yeah. yeah. Like like saying, Ken, as well, with with um, Styles, Joe says, are, is it like, you know, we wanted, wanted these types of players or he's felt the pressure, I mean, from fans and just play a different way? I don't think he's like it because I think he's stubborn, but... He definitely seems to be bringing a different type of player now. Players that we want to see. Yeah. So maybe it is a reflection on our budget. But as Joe said, Styles came in straight from League One. And I said to my mate, I was really excited. He was like, nah, he's in his League One. But he wouldn't be in League One. If, but another young player. Yeah. I mean, I, was, I said to someone the other day, right? we've got Danny McNamara, Billy Mitchell, um, Fleming and Styles, all under the age of 23. Is Rowett's three-year plan building into a six-year plan? Uh, we yeah. take it with me. I mean, this is why I didn't say this. Not panic in the <laughs> early in the season. That's why I said don't panic early in the season, because I can see the type of players he's signing now. And as Joe said, you know, Styles are really impressive on his debut. Yeah, I've, look, because I don't want to get into this Gary Rout thing. Because no, last week enough. I just spent hours just <laughs> just coating him. Just Styles. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> but um. But mind you, though, Dan, if we keep coating him and we play like we did on Saturday every week, then um, I'll carry on. <laughs> um, I've said this before. Do you think it's a little bit of like, you know, a little bit of pressure, like to manage our club? A lot of clubs, happy, clappy, family clubs, Reading, Fulham, you know, they're just happy to exist. Do you think the added incentive and the pressure from our fans may, you know, we want the best, we demand the best. And you, I used to work for my old man, I've referred to it before. And he used to fucking be on me. And then after about 17 years, after I had a mental breakdown and left the job, he went, oh, what are you jacking him for? He was really good. I said, you bollocked the life out of me for 17 years. And he went, <laughs> yeah, because I was keeping you on your toes. So I it's good to keep Rao on his toes, isn't it? I think if, even if you're the most boringest bloke in the world and you walk to work and for three years you've walked on the same side of the road, at one point you're going to find it you're going to be curious of what it's like to walk across the other side of the road and walk away. Loving this, loving this analogy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what goes on in my head. Right? 
right? And, and I think that I think that he's had a little bit of a snippet. Look, I, what I think he's doing is he's very, very defensive. He's very defensive minded, and I think he's it's taken him three years to finally find a way of being able to be defensive whilst being attacking. Um, if that makes sense. So I think he's starting to find a way to do both. So um, let the leash off a little bit, but still yeah. the main focus still we can get from a game where how can we not concede, you know what I mean? Yeah, which as you know, in my my um opinion is is completely wrong. But um I'll tell you what will be the big test in this or or the big decision is if on Saturday you have a look at that starting lineup, and it goes Hutch, Cooper, and Wallace. And Won't Scott. be Hutch; he's injured. All oh, right, yeah, sorry. So, um, so the, the three centre backs of Creswell, Hutch, and Cooper, and then you have Scott Malone on the left and Danny Mack on the right. Sure, that's, that's when you know he's an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? At the same time, would anything like that shock you with right? That's no, no. <laughs> would it? Would it? No. You can, you can, your man in a match won't bump start. <laughs> yeah. Mind and, you, um, mind you, bring it back to the Burnley game. You did say, you know, you said, you called it, you went, you watch, he'll drop a phobie and then he'll yeah. put a phobie straight back in. But he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. didn't do that. He didn't do that. Getting back to that Burnley game. So we, we my fault we skipped ahead. Um, Joe said, good performance. I thought it was, a, you know, I was there. Mm. I know, I'm not saying I was there and you wasn't, but it could look different on a telly. I thought Burnley were intense from the first minute to the last. They, as I said, they are a Premier League side. We've come from Premier League. They played in the Premier League way. Vincent Company, their manager, Craig Bellamy, their assistant, they got a fantastic setup. And they, you know, they yes, they will be thinking, yes, we should beat Mill at home. But they still got to do it. And it was very, very aggressive. But despite that, despite the amount of position, me and Joe both felt it was a really good performance. How did you feel about it? Yeah, I felt that um, for 60 minutes, around about 60 minutes, I felt like we really held our own in yeah. in that game. And then I think after that, like like we said, I think we just got outworked, outclassed. Um, yeah. Just we, They were just better than us at everything. Mm. Um, and sometimes you've just got to hold your hands up and go, yeah, all right, the better team, the better team won. Um, we didn't get ruined. It's not like we've been embarrassed away at Burnley. Um, no, uh, we we just just about got beat really, and mm. uh, you can't really learn too much about it in my opinion. No, um, Stephen Ball, thank you very much, mate, for your kind comments and continuing contributions to the channel. Uh, my mate said that it's um, he felt it was a little bit like watching us play when not Man United, but no, not the golf. We played them in the FA Cup final. It was like mm. us watching play our team in the league above. But it's like say, Joe, we created chances, didn't we? Um, what do you th- what do you think of Volsammer as well, Joe? He was in for his first start. Yeah, I really like him, and um, I think you've seen him sort of go out wide as well, try and get involved, um, get the ball, and, and just tries to be direct and make things happen. And you've seen uh, he started the last two games. I've been um, somewhat well, quite impressed with him, to be honest. And um, I think it's going to be hard. I think now. Going into Sunderland on Saturday, you're going to have to start with them to bear in mind the foe we got his goal uh, Saturday. But I, I just like the way it looked with uh, Vogel, Summer, and um, Bradshaw up top together. And I think you're just going to have to stick with that for now, for mm. the time being. But um, you see, the thing with a phobie, 
<clears throat> I know I'm moving on a bit, but um, he, I think dropping him has sort of done him a favour, really, because he come on on Saturday and he looked like he sort of had the bit between his teeth and um, something to prove. He took his goal well, great finish. And um, so, yeah, but I, I'd, I'd stick with um, Vogel and uh, Bradshaw at the minute. Loads of your mates in the stream. Rob, good evening. Good to see you Saturday. Charlie, Teddy. Well, you're all my mates. Of course you are, but people I know personally. That legend's already had a mention. Here he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the Burnley game, so I didn't think it was that bad. And I think, you know, a lot of people have a little bit of a panic up after it. But bear in mind, they come off the back of a 5-1 win at Wigan. How did they get on Saturday, Burnley? Was it 1-0 against West Brom, I think? Uh, yeah, oh, they played Friday, Friday, didn't they? Friday, Friday, Friday. West Brom equalised ninety seventh minute, didn't they? That's it. That um, was Saturday or whatever. Yeah, we, we we created a lot of chances at Burnley, and, and people said to me, "No, we." I said afterwards to the boys that they was like, "What?" I said we had um, Fleming's free kick, Joe. That you said about great yeah. save. Second half, Fleming again into the near post, keep the saves. Murray Wallace hits the post from a, from a corner. The other one that Fleming yeah. clips in. Cooper did it back across. A phobie could have stabbed it home. Um, and then Billy Mitchell, right at the last minute, their keeper makes a really good save down to his left. So we've been in home games. We've had no shots, Ken, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Five on target. That was right. Yeah, well, look, we've also been to Huddersfield away and watched this. Yeah, I've been a demon as well. I'm going back there this season. I think it's next month, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's the um, first of October, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think it's the um, first of October. Yeah, first of October. It's one of them. It's either beginning or end, isn't it? <laughs> no, sorry, first of Blackburn, and then the end of October is yeah,
the year before last. Um, who else did? Someone else come down the year before last. Didn't go back up. So they've got their second year of parachute payment money. And then you've got the three that have come down with their parachute payment money. Which is only what they've I'm telling you this year, there'll only be one place up for grabs. Do you think the league's a lot more competitive this year? There's a lot more fucking miles on the clock for the away days. I know that much. 100%. It's, it's never going to be... Remember a couple seasons ago, people were going, when we signed... Um, sorry to go back to it. But you know we signed Troy Parrott? And, um, <laughs> so, I don't know if there was someone else Parrott. as well. And it, everyone was going, oh, it's there for the taking this year. We could even get top two, blah, blah. And look how that turned out. So it's, it's never... We could sign whoever, but... Like, I'm happy with the signings he's made um, during the summer and yeah. even recently. But it's, <laughs> I can't see us ever being right up there. Like, top six at a push. But um, mm. this league is never going to be easy, as you say. With the, there's so many, when you actually look at the league, there's probably, I'd say, 80 to 90% of the teams in the championship now have been in the premiership within the last eight years or something. So yeah. they've all had parachute payments along the way. They've yeah. all got, I know we're going back to budget and that. There's some teams on smaller budgets that have done it before. But um, yeah, for us to even compete, I think, on our budget. Yeah, well, listen, look, I think that last season, I think you had the two standout sides in uh, Fulham and Bournemouth and even Forest to an extent because they actually were bottom yeah. at one point it's like Chris Ewan uh, fucking Gollum comes in I can't remember his name <laughs> hey you guys yeah fucking sloppy <laughs> slop love chunk he comes oh, in man. I'm chunky slop uh, he, you know, and, and he gets him up but I think this year there may not be one runaway side or I did tip Burnley for promotion after their victory against us but it does seem across the ball Ken there's a lot there's a lot more competitiveness a lot a lot of structured, strong teams, not just one or two really good ones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think I think we say that every season. Really. Yeah, we do at the start, don't we? Yeah, and and also I've I've always said this: it, it doesn't boil down to you know. All right, Burnley have scored a, a, a sign of four billion pound strikers on the bench, right? But that Tete didn't cost them hardly anything. You know what I mean? Like the I think it was Tete. Was it Tete? There's the really quick centre forward that they had on the pitch. Sorry, mate. Yes, I was reading some comments. Yeah, so, but what I'm trying to say is, is that we, we, I think we talk about budget way too much and spending money way too much. Like, and the reason why is because you look at the likes of Man City and Man City can spend hundred billion pound on Jack Grealish, etc. Right. But last season you had Luton Town. Yeah. That had had the smallest budget in the league get into the play. They did get into the playoffs, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You also, I can't remember the other team that was up there as well. But they did falter in the end, but they had like the second smallest budget in the league. And we, we talk about, ah, oh, well, you know, because, all right, fine, the Burnleys, the Watfords, etc. the ones that are getting these parachute payments, 100%, I get it. Um, Unless we get big investment, we'll always be mid-table. I don't believe in that. I genuinely don't believe in that because, you know, when we signed Gregory, you know, how many goals did Gregory score for us and how much did he cost us? All right, yeah. different league. Um, but there's some gems out there and you've got to, you've got to take the gamble sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say in, in our shows that I feel because 
the way social media's gone, I think it's a lot harder to find a Gregory a Morrison now. Gregory, 400 grand. Morrison from Halifax, quarter of a million for Morrison from Stevenage. I might be wrong, but I think players now, you see him all over. You see all these non-league footballers going, professional footballer at fucking Dog and Duck FC. Hang on, mate. I used to play in the Dog and Duck FC league, and I'm not a fucking <laughs> footballer. But because of that, I think it's made everyone stop. I mean, your brother plays, we won't say he plays with Tunbridge Angels. Yeah. In the, in the, it, one below the, in the uh, National League South, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and we won't say what he earns, but I said to you how much, and when you told me, I was like, well, that's a lot more than I thought. They're a lot of money because they, they're good players. And I think not only because of social media, their stock's high, I think the standard's higher than ever. So yeah. I think to get a non-league gym, you're going you're gonna to struggle. And I think... I always said there's, there's three ways to do it. Find a non-league gym, which is becoming harder and harder, or a lower league mm-hmm. gym. Even league one players are going to cost you a lot. As we're going to, as we're going to find out, when we try and sign styles at the fucking end of the season. Um, you you grow homegrown talent, which me will do. You know, Adoze, by the way, looked brilliant on his debut for Southampton. Um, Matt Lamar and Mitchell. We are bringing it back through a little bit, but the other way to go is is abroad. And Rowett's done that. Yeah. So he's gone abroad and took that took that gamble. And that's surprising. Yeah. It doesn't always work out for us as foreign players, but um, what did you make of it, him dipping into the foreign market? Well, um, just a comment on the thing first about going non-league. Um, I think you're right about I think these days, like when you think there has been gems, like you look at the likes of Vardy, I know he's gone on to huge things compared to Morrison and Gregory. We've got Morrison, Gregory. I remember Andre Gray was another one at the time from non-league. But in recent years, you haven't, heard or seen of many more sort of strikers being plucked out and going on have you but um yeah the, the foreign market it's not one we've usually invested to into in recent years other than the likes of um go back sort of bob peters era and um who was the other, what was the danish striker's name again Huberts. Huberts. Oh, paul, paul, paul Huberts, yeah. Huberts. and uh who can forget the hoff for <laughs> my hoffer yeah but yeah, in all honesty, right? Um, we Fleming's, as we've already commented, like looked really good uh, last couple of games. But before us being interested in him in January, and word got out, I wouldn't know nothing about him. Never heard of the guy. We've signed this Fogelsammer as well. Not gonna lie, I'm not a Bundesliga expert or an Eredivisie expert. I've not even heard of him. And uh, you know, you think like, like what the hell is going on here? But they obviously know something we don't and have watched him. You've done better than me. Him... You done better than me. I've never even heard of Fortuna Sittard. <laughs> <laughs> no, neither did I. Neither one, to be fair. I thought that's what they sold in that Bratwurst van outside. Where's <laughs> <Fortuna Sittard. laughs> a sausage in a bun? Wait, there's that for a comment. Dave Clark, Steve Cooper made up a Play-Doh. <laughs> he has got a bit of a Mr. Potato Man, hasn't he? Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Teddy's on board with you, Ken, about uh, budget. But yeah, look, for me, I, I think, think you've got to give Rowett credit for exploring that sort of market because we, yeah. we had him before, have we? No, yeah. again, maybe maybe he's learning. Maybe it's the Den Debate panel pressure. <laughs> oh, <I'll tell> you, <laughs> I'll tell you wonder if he watches. I'll tell you something for sure. There's no way in this world that Gary Rat does not watch this show. Well, all right. Well, okay. Right, so it's, it's, it's led me on nicely. Uh, Jamie Cho, evening, mate. It's nice to finally meet you Saturday. Uh, and your old man, Tell, what an absolute legend. Yeah, good three points, mate. And long may it continue. <laughs> Do you see uh, 
Mr. Wallpaper, our sponsor, Regal Elevator, Shattered. Did you see these videos again? I'm telling you, right, watch my video. I think everyone thinks Ralph has watched their videos or seen their comments. But I don't know, because we've seen things before and, and gone mad about the fucking Ryan Woods in this world and the Troy Paris in this world and play four at the back, and he, he didn't do that. But I said he needs to either get full backs to get better output, you know, better better productivity, or he needs to change the wing backs. <laughs> on Saturday, on Saturday, I saw that and I thought, fuck me, I could have picked that scene myself. <laughs> you know what? It's funny how, like, when it seems that Rowett's back's against the wall and he is under a bit of pressure, he then all of a sudden will change into I, what we keep saying Kenny, that he should do all Kenny along. Said this. Kenny said this. <laughs> He'll do what he needs to do. Yeah. And let's not slate him, but Kenny said in the last video we did, I started, after we finished the last one last week, I was like, fucking hell, Ken, you're actually cleverer than I thought. You tied me up in knots a couple of times. Like, <laughs> Kenny has said on his podcast before, and like we say, we don't want to make it a route bashing because oh, I think we're doing all right, honestly, and I'm happy where we are. Yeah. But Kenny did say he'll do what he needs to do to explore them avenues and get back in favour, and then he'll go back to the revert back to the previous way, Ken, didn't you? Yeah, and he and you know he's done that now, and obviously all about him for great, like who've been quiet for the last few weeks. Well, I know. Why do you not want to win football matches? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, what I'm saying is, all the, all the, um, you know, they all pipe up again, don't they? Um, giving me grief because we've got to win a game. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, this is what he does: is he he goes to do what we say that he should do, and what we've been saying he should do for months and months and months. We get a result out of it. We get a good performance out of it. All right, albeit not the best team in the world, but a great old saying from 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 Mr. Dan is um, you can only beat what's in front of you. And um, yeah, I, like I say, I, you, you we'll go to Sunderland on Saturday, and Malone and Danny Mack will be playing. No. Fleming will be on the bench. A phobia be a lone striker. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the, I think the only way that will happen Saturday if, is if someone gets injured, which knowing fucking yeah. us is more than likely going to happen. Yeah. Dave Clark, legend, mate. Thank you very much for your for your comment of play, though, Ed. I enjoyed that and your contribution to the channel. So, right, I said I could have picked that myself. Barton goal, three centre backs. Wallace, Cooper, Hutch. I've been saying, I'll be saying that's our best back three. We'll get onto that later with. Uh, Fucking bipolar Criswell, perfect middle player. Bipolar. <laughs> that's the best way to describe Connor, him. Go on. No, that's the best way to describe him. I said. Yeah. My oh. mate Shackleton. Uh, my mate does the Leeds channel. Sorry, Connor does the All Leeds TV. Said Shackleton is really good. Um, but he's better at wing back, which is where he played. I agree. Styles, new signing in, Malone out, love it. Savile Mitchell, whether people like it or not, we get results with those two in the side. They played 30 odd games together straight last year. Fleming in a 10 after a Bernie Atzeby and Volksammer and Bradshaw up front. I don't really feel that's clicked yet. Um, but again, don't think it's all their fault. Don't think they get many opportunities to shoot. Bradshaw didn't, I love Bradders, didn't have the greatest game Saturday, but was it because he missed four shots at goal? No, it's because he gave the ball away with a defender up his ass, which ain't his game. Maybe it should be. But what did you think of that start at 11, Joe? Happy with it? Yeah, I quite like it, to be fair. Um, and I was going to say about Shackleton, I've said um, opening few games where he's played in centre mids, I've said I don't quite see what he offers us. He don't seem to do much there. 
No. But after giving him his due, I thought he looked pretty solid um, right wing back. And um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one now. Like He's dropped McNamara, but I don't think he's been at the races uh, so far this season. I don't know if all the whole contract thing's gone to his head. But um, I honestly, with that line up there, especially, um, was that the, the same as Burnley? Good question. No, Mitchell didn't start. Styles didn't start. Oh, Shackleton. of course we didn't have we didn't have Styles. Yeah, sorry. Um, and Shaka played centre mid. Yeah, of course. Sorry, what am I talking about? I'm just thinking of the front three. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I would. Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I always say so. I would probably stick with that same starting lineup going into the Sunderland game. And honestly, and let's no, have Hutchins. it right as well. Critical in oh, Sorry, no. not Hutchinson. down for around have, eight weeks with a great Cresswell in. Yeah, but. Uh, it's obviously still early days. What are we? Seven, eight games in, um, and we, we've we've got a few, eight. few new players there. I still think it's going to take a little bit of time to figure out exactly what our strongest starting eleven is. Mm. I think that's hard for him to do when we're losing games yeah. and he's fucking under pressure. Mm. Ken, what did you make of that? Don't say you would play four at the back. <laughs> four, four, two. Now, what did you make of that starting eleven, Ken? Yeah, so um, I was. I was really happy with that. The only thing I was I questioned was a uh, goal slammer up the top. Um, yeah, what do you think of him? I think I, I think that we've probably chucked him in way too early. Yeah, um, and I think he's a bit bit of a fish out of water at the moment. To be honest, um, for me, I would keep Bradshaw on. But I would have kept Bradshaw on for the whole game in in both the um, previous home games. That Played. Yeah, um, he was getting a bit of shit, Brad. As from where I was sitting, sadly, people going, was "Yeah, shit, get him off." The thing is, though, is that the difference, say, between the Bradshaw and the Afobi situation, Bradshaw hasn't done anything wrong. His, his touch isn't that bad. Um, he just hasn't. We, we're talking about playing to players' strengths again, where we we haven't really. He hasn't really had the opportunities, um, and. He's probably not going to get the opportunities. That's the problem. Um, you know, when you see when Tyler Bury come on, Tyler Bury's not going to set Bradshaw up for a type of goal that Bradshaw drives on. Um, so who is going to be... What we still need is that out-and-out -out striker, in my opinion. We don't still have that. And I don't think... It could be that goal slammer. But right now, I think we need to bed him in still. And I've, in starting games, I just think is, I think yeah, it's a very interesting one because I, when we signed him, Volkswagen, Volkswagen, fucking cock slammer. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not a cock slammer. When we um, when we signed him, when we swear for years, listen each to their own. I better get out of here. You know, good luck to you for years, but it's not a bit of me. Um, not anymore. Um, anyway, <laughs> not on a Monday. <laughs> Still fun for the weekend. Um, <laughs> I, I when we signed, him, I thought, "Ooh, fucking never heard of him." <laughs> Didn't we? And then, um, come on against Swansea. He's at the bar from a tight angle with a keeper mm. pressing him under pressure. Great controlled clip at the bar. Come on against Norwich. Is it a swerve? Fucking distance shot. Tim Crawl tips it onto the bar. Um, great save. I was like, fucking, he's all right, but he's come off when he started games. He looks like he plays too wide to me. He looks like he needs to play. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, he hangs really wide on the right, but he's part of a 
strike force. For me, I'd start a phobia and Bradshaw up front because, as I say, yeah. as a great man, Aidan O'Brien once said, the stats don't lie. They scored whether they could control a ball properly or not, whether they're good in the air or not. They scored 24 goals between them last season in this division. So that's what I'd start. But an interesting one I want to talk about is we'll get into the game in a minute, but and Marlon Romeo and Steve Morrison, etc. But what I want to ask is, you know, you said about off the bench and Bury off the bench, and this one should start. Uh, players coming off the bench, I've always been a believer that if, you know, if Bury's fucking that good, which he's, he's exceeded my expectations, I said that in my post-match, just fucking play him then. But I'm starting oh, to come around to the idea that a strong bench, I think we made five subs at Burnley, I'm not sure only we made Saturday, but I think... With seven subs you can name and now five that can come on, I think especially the amount of games we got and injuries we get, five subs is paramount and, and a strong benches as well. And I think Malone come on and played well. Bury come on and played well. Do you believe in that? Because I just think 90 minutes, Bury is a luxury player. He's an attacking player, but he's not going to track back. He's not going to play left wing back. And I really believe as much as good as I think he is and potentially could be, I wouldn't start him. I'd bring him off the bench. How do you boys feel about that players coming off the bench? you think that's a, a good weapon to have? Or would you, like Milan, oh, set up a lot of goals? And he did sell the goal, sadly. I think it's honestly a tough one to call, to be honest. Because, like you say about Bury, you think he looks brilliant when he comes on. And you're thinking, if they're that good, start them. But some players look like completely different players coming off the bench than to start in the game. I always like, said it about they're, they're a lot of different players, you're right. Yeah, you? I always said it about Mason Bennett. Um, he always seemed to be better coming off the bench. Um, but it's maybe the fact where you look at the likes of Tyler Bury, you think later on in the game, when the opposition's tiring a bit, and you inject that bit of pace late on, he's mm. fresh, he's gonna look better, isn't he? But um you would look over at the bench and go, Oh, for, if you was a defender, you go, Oh, for fuck's sake, wouldn't you? Yeah, but, but it's, it's I need this fucking, this, I need this kid good. running at me at pace for yeah. the last 15 minutes. It's, it's good to have those options there. I think we had a quite strong bench Saturday. And um, mm. yeah, when you look at it, if he's starting and then say you're 1-0, 2-0 down, whatever, and you, you look over to the bench and you've already got them sort of players on, then you think, right, who are we actually going to bring on that's going to change this? So as much as I think, yeah, he's got a shout to be starting games, I think he's a good weapon. Um, to be coming on off the bench. Mm. Another reason, Ken, I think it's a good idea is it just it's just popped into my head. Is that I think it's fair to say that you know a lot of not always we do we are we we are quite a reactive side, so we'll concede and then we'll mm. kick in. So we're chasing games a lot. So it's good to have them different options on the bench and bring these players yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. The, the only argument is is that other than the argument that you've made about. Players are better sometimes. <laughs> Why haven't you started these? Why haven't we attacked more before we've conceded? But I've also made you right on tactically. I think Gary Ray got it right the other day. Um, you know, and, and putting a phobia on and putting a Bury on. There's no way in this world, like you say, as a defender that's been run ragged for 75 minutes. Yeah. And then you get someone like Tyler Bury that is just all legs. And just wants to take people on, try and get. He's not afraid to have a shot from outside the box. Mm. Um, he's not afraid to run, he'll run past you. The only thing you can do is take him out. Um, but I would not start Bury. The only way I would start Bury is if I was playing him as a winger. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It all depends or, on formation, what way he's planning to set up as well. Yeah. Well, Mill KP says Bury has to play. He must play. Um, I think if you're playing, no disrespect to Tyler, because I'm saying he's really come on and surprised me, and I'm, I'm excited to see how far he can go in his career. But unless you're playing like a lower league team in the cup, or I think the only time he started, he scored that great goal against QPR, then he then. And then when I mean, you've got to start him, and I think we started him away to Derby and he done really well and scored. But I yeah. remember that, but I don't think he really fits into the, the new formation. I think yeah, it's not hampering him, but he's still part of the squad. And he's again, he's another young player, as I mentioned, a young players earlier. I didn't mention him to come apparently, off the bench. Apparently, he has an awful attitude, awful attitude, though. No, I'm not sure. I've heard he's not You know, I'm, I'm only going based on. Uh, I had quite a few fans come up to me actually on Saturday. And, well, fans, um, are you or fans of Millwall? Fans of the club, uh, of the uh, yeah, fans of club, fans of Lions TV, etc. They all come up to me. Like, all, well, three people come up to me and said that they got um, pictures with Tyler, and he was quite, he was quite rude. And someone said, "Good luck mm. for the game," and he was like, "I don't need luck." Why are you saying that? Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, is that is that arrogance or is that comp? I mean, yeah, no, it is a bit of arrogance because you, you can have confidence in your own ability. Like, you wouldn't say it to your own fans, really, would you? That's uh, what maybe, I mean. So that could be here saying that then. All I've heard that he's he's a fucking he's he's a nice kid sort of thing. Do you know what I mean he's got some outrageous fucking clubber? I know that's, yeah, that's what I was saying. He wears fucking head, he wears fucking dot cotton head fucking scarves. But that's good luck to him. We're talking about formation and it killing him, or like you know not being his. Not giving him as much game time as he potentially would. I'm asking you to the question because I, I, I couldn't work it out, sadly. We changed formation, didn't we? And then that's when we scored. We'll go back to the start of the game in a minute. But what I couldn't work out what the formation was when we changed. Was it a flat back four then? Yeah. Oh, I think he did because didn't he move? Oh, who was it? he put um, Styles into centre yeah, mid? He didn't put he? Styles to centre mid. Went flat back four. He went Murray Wallace left back, Shackleton right. Yeah, the two centre halves. Before the big dog got injured, um, and then he put Mitchell. Uh, then he brought on Malone as well, didn't he? Styles. Where did Malone play? I mean, at one didn't point Malone... I brought Kenny and went, "Fucking hell, he's got a four-four-two. But <laughs> didn't the centre backs get taken off? Did Murray Wallace? Ma no, Murray Wallace stayed on. Um, Hutchinson went off injured. So I think. If you know in the comments, let me know. But as I remember, it, it was Barton goal. Right, we went to a flat back four with Shackleton, Hutchinson. Yeah. Until he got injured, Cooper. And, and uh, Murray Wallace, and then Styles definitely went into the midfield with Mitchell and Savile, right? But then Malone was on, and Bury was on, a phobia, and I think even Volsammer was still on. I couldn't work yeah. out the formation. So he, play, he played, so what he did is he uh, played Malone higher. Um, like left wing, then, wasn't it? Yeah, and then when we attacked, I don't know whether you see, but Billy Mitchell dropped right back. So... Right. So you, I, I mean, you're asking for the formation. I ain't got a fucking clue. But when it goes to when it goes to instructions, it was more like right when we attack. Mm. Uh, so Malone was more, was a winger. He weren't a defender. He was a winger. Yeah, Malone and Bu I mean, was Bury playing up front? I don't know, but whatever it was, right? And I'm sure people have their opinions in the comments. Again, is this a bit of a learning curve for Rowett or has he now got the players he wants to do what he wants to do with because? We have gone for that game there at nil-nil. Do you think that's because our rifle has been so bad? Maybe I don't know. But he wouldn't have done that back in the day. I've seen him bring always refer back to Aidan O'Brien and Matt Smith, brings him on, losing or drawing against Cholton and went for it. Then he sort of went away from that. 
he has brought on subs there at nil nil and, and gone for that win. It seems to be a trend of each Joe. He goes get to half time nil nil, and that's why I've never got a problem with us being nil nil at home. Right, and then after that, he brings on his subs. I think we scored almost immediately. But do you think you know Rowett during COVID, but no fans there would have done what he did, what he has been doing, which is not against Burnley, but he did it against Redden as well, bringing on a lot of attacking players and trying to force force the issue. No, probably not. But as we've said um, in the last thing, he, he's sort of gone, um, especially when we're losing, he goes uh, Holloway-esque now, doesn't he? And, um, See, yeah, exactly that. Right. And he, he does go Holloway-esque. Cooper goes up front and it's a fucking shambles. Yeah. But I, feel, yeah. I feel on Saturday, and, and my, you know, it didn't work out against Reading. We did like, you know, we did, they just, they just fucking bodied out the area, didn't they? Shut the spikes. But mm. I feel that there was actually a, a, a theory behind what he did Saturday. There was a, an idea in mind that if it's not working or we need a goal, that then you know, we, we can go and get it. I thought it was really good substitutions, Ken. Yeah, massively. I think I think that um, a phobie when he come on, that I'm one of a phobie's biggest critics. But um, And one of the things that I do dig him out for massively is his heading. Um, he never heads the ball. And I'm pretty sure he won nearly every single header um, on Saturday. Um, when it comes to, I was shocked by every single header. Um, and um, let me tell you something that goal was an absolute blinder. He had to yeah, him, but, um, the way he took it, yeah. He took, and actually, I don't know whether you noticed he, that, that shot had to be bang on. He still had to get it over the keeper and over a player's head. You know, everything had to work out perfectly um, for, for Bennett Foby. Um, I weren't too keen on the celebration that he did, but um, I've got it. Hang on. Have you? Yeah, keep talking. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I um, did have it. He did. He did take it really, really well, um, and that is the sign of a good striker because he was composed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Champagne, Charlie. There's only so much I can talk about this goal. I'll keep going. <laughs> um, I was trying to find. Uh, a he did take it really well. Oh, you know, man. Champagne, Charlie Cresswell. He's now Champagne Charlie Cresswell again. Yeah. Um, he's <laughs> not only did he score. Re 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 reappointed. Yeah, not only did he score, I'm pretty sure he got the assist as well, didn't he? Well, it, it, I mean, we're jumping ahead, but he did get the assist, yeah. yeah. And it's the... A phobie made the exact same run against Reading, right? And Teddy was sitting right in front of me and he'll back me because his mate was there and his mate... Him and his mate, Josh, were like, what the fuck? A phobie made the exact same run, right? He's on the blind side of the defender. Honeyman tried to clip it in. He didn't manage to get there. And everyone's like, fucking hell, Phobie. Fucking this, fucking that. So I'm looking for the picture on my phone. Um, but the run was right. There was absolutely nothing wrong with the run. But Honeyman didn't pull it off. Whereas Craig off. And he gets accused of being lazy. But stay central. Listen, I thought he's been... He had a couple of double ACLs and... He may not be what he once was, but he is a, he's a goal scorer. He's a, he's a seasoned pro. And I, I put a clip up on social media and I said, you don't become a, a bad striker overnight. Do you know what I mean? It was a it was yeah. a really good finish show, isn't it? That's exactly what I said um, on last week's uh, live stream. I, I just think, um, I just remember off the back of that Reading game, him just getting so much abuse. And I just said, well, I think it's unjust, really. We just want like, it's like everyone just thinks, oh, the strikers have got to be doing this, got to be, but he's, He's not had the service. And I said the exact thing last week. I said, 
I'm more confident with him than anyone else in the team that if he's through on goal, he will finish it. He's a finisher. Uh, you, you've just got to create the opportunities for him. And um, yeah. interesting what Kenny said about um, that he seemed to win every header uh, when he come on. And that's sort of going back to what I said earlier when I said um, sort of him being dropped, it looks like he's basically put a rocket up his ass. He feels like he's got a point to prove. Yeah. So he is, he's has sort of gone in and shown shown a bit more effort. Yeah. And what did you say? Did someone say something about a celebration? Yeah. So, That's uh, lucky because I uploaded this this morning, ready for the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't just do it in, in a panic. Don't worry. Um, that's not my graphic, by the way. I don't know who that is, but thanks. I've nicked it. Uh, I think it's the EFL one. And that's, listen, do you know what? Fucking fair play to him for putting his fingers yeah, in his ears. So, yeah. That shows nah. he cares. That shows he's, 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 he's acknowledging what's going on. And I said, you don't be, you don't stop being a goal scorer overnight. You don't. Ask my eight-year-old. I stick him in goal and score goals past him all the time. Yeah, but see, I, I, said, I, think, I said, I think you're wrong for that. And I'll tell you why. Because we gave the same abuse to dad was. Right. Come on, though. That bod was no. a complete... Don't worry about that. That bod did it during COVID. There was no one there in the city blast. No, I know. No, I know. No, I know. But, but the thing is, is we've, got to be, we've got to be the same here. Right? So if we're going to dig one player out for doing it, we can't, <laughs> we can't then praise the other player for doing exactly the same. In my opinion... Very, that's my, very cheap. I think well, it's disrespectful. I think no. I think it's disrespectful. No, I'm not. And I'm not digging him. I'm not. I think he had. A, he, he took his goal really well. I don't think he's the best striker by any stretch of the imagination in our club. Um, however, just that celebration when Dad got it, done it, he got absolutely slaughtered for it. Yeah. When I finally does it, he's the best striker in our club. And like I said, I said, I said to you a million times, Benikafobi only gives a shit about Benikafobi. Um, yeah, yeah, but listen, listen, I'll just, I'm sorry, I'll just say this. That bod did it, okay. Benick did it. He scored 13 goals last season. He scores another 13, mate. He can put his pants down while he does it for all I care. Well, yeah. That bod weren't really in the position to be doing it. I think if I can come off his shin pad while we were looking, he's looking the other way. <laughs> Benick scored a great goal there. Joe, where'd yeah. you stand on it? See, um, I would say, like what you just said, I'd say fair play because I honestly think that... Um, I've, I've, no, I keep repeating myself, but I think some of the criticism he's been getting has been unjust. So I've not agreed with a lot of it. And people are just jumping on the bandwagon going, oh, he's shit, he's shit. And I'm just like, well, no, not, not really. Like, So um, I think he had every right. I think he had every right to do it. And honestly, when you say about dad bod, like, yeah. come on, he, he, was, he was a really bad player. So yeah. when he, he's good, I don't think you can compare him. I'm not basing them. On, I'm not basing it on players. I'm basing it on the action, right? And that's and that's what I'm saying is that if on that basis, if we if we were going to dig out because we didn't dig that bot out for being a shit yeah. player, we dug that bot out for um for doing that action. That's when everyone yeah. went absolutely yeah. mental away. So yeah, um, look, it is what it is. I'm not I'm not trying to make some like hate plan for a phobia for doing it. But in my opinion, I just think I just think it's quite disrespectful. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. If he scores thirteen goals, but I'm telling you now, in my opinion, I don't think he'll be our top goal scorer this season by any stretch of the imagination. Um, oh, good. Sorry. Yeah, I, I really don't. I don't. I don't think that he. I don't think he does enough. 
I don't. I think he'll be one of these players that usually thirteen goals is enough. Thirteen double goals. figures in the champ. Yeah, not for not for him. Yeah, for double figures for the championship for a team that's mid table. But I've always stated that with the players that we've got, we should be higher than that. Mm. Um, and we need to find, there's got to be someone that's got to come out of the woodwork here in our team that's going to take the ball by the arms and be that man. And I don't think he's been it Foden. Well, I hope you're fucking wrong. Look, two donations. Stephen Ball, once again, top man, mate. Thank <coughs> you very much. And Christian Bastianelli is in from Belgium, a man over there. Christian, thank you very much. Well, let me know in the comments. Was Benicophobia wrong to do that? What do you think? Uh, put his ear, fingers to his ears. Uh, uh, there's two ways of looking at this as well. Another way is uh, I think that same as Steve Morrison used to do it, right? A lot of people hate Steve Morrison. I love it. I love that Morrison used to go to our fans. Fuck off. Because if someone was giving me, you, or one of our fans shit, shit what would you say? Fuck off, mate. Hmm. The, the, <laughs> the players that sing, the players In that a sing, way, I know Kenny says the opposite, but in a way, I think it shows that he does care. Exactly. Because that. I think if, if he wasn't bothered, he would he wouldn't he'd think, oh, I'm not gonna bother reacting to this exactly. stuff because I don't Kenny, care anyway. On Kenny's, on Kenny's side of things, it shows that he does care. Okay, did Dad Bog care? No one cared if Dad Bog cared because he was shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was a bad player, but I'm not saying he didn't care. He yeah, I think Dad Bog cared because it was affecting him personally yeah. and mentally, and I think he wanted out of the club. I think Benix, fair to say, chose to come to us. He's bruised out, fell through. Apparently, he did choose us over Watford. Whether that, again, like Kenny says, he only cares about Benicophobia. He knows he's going to play more game time at Mill. But let me know in the comments what you think was Benic right to do that. Neil Harris did it. I remember people sit behind. I remember once some geezer tweet, tweeted and he went, I fucking said to Neil Harris today, this is shit. And Neil Harris turned around and went, if you don't like it, fuck off to Palace. Right? <laughs> And the geezer's like, he can't fucking speak to me. Like and I was like, listen, where are the 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 Someone gives it, you're going to fucking give it back because you're rolled up and you care. Yeah, at the end of the day, they're only human. We forget that. Like, they've, they've got their emotions themselves. If I was a player, I would, and people getting on your back, I would probably do the same thing, personally. Yeah. Dave, no matter thank who you very much, mate. playing for me or whoever. Yeah, well, listen, if I, if I was Bennett, if I me, I probably would have tried to find... Kenny from Lions TV. Well, listen, it's in the comments. It's in the comments. Dave Husway, thank you very much. That's a new name. It's an interesting surname. Husway, that's fun to say. Uh, Gaz disagrees with you, Kenny. says he will be our top scorer. Um, and Steve Morrison, I agree, mate. Fans can't take it. I think if a player sinks, and we have seen players sink at me all many a time, I've, I love it. Yeah, fucking right. But have, listen, we're men. We'll have, or, and we're men if watching. But women got us to hold a grudge. Just ask my missus. Anyway, men have a round. You call each other a fucking this and that. And then you go, right, it's done now. We move on. Do you know what I mean? You don't hold grudges. Um, just just for the record, though, I don't. I didn't see, like, Benny Cofobi come on on Saturday and be like, oh, fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that, I, don't, I don't think he's really bad. No. Like, that's what, I, I'm not trying to make out it. I don't think he's a really, really bad striker. I just don't think he's as good as what everyone thinks he is. That's that's or, why or he think or he thinks he is. Well, or I don't think, think yeah. yeah, I don't think you're you're alone in thinking that he's not that. I mean, I feel like I'm uh, me and Joe, Joe doesn't know. I've, I feel like we defend him because he's getting a lot of grief. But um, there you go, Johnny Metalcore. Maybe Bennett was sending them. 
Kenny a message. No, he would have given Kenny this message. <laughs> Sorry, for those listening on audio the next day on a Ryan Apple podcast, just on the wanker sign. Um, <laughs> uh, here you go. Dave Clark says, he, I think he knows the fans expect better. No harm in giving him a kick out the backside. Well, while we're talking about people abusing each other and getting called wankers, Marlon Romeo returns to the dead on Saturday. <laughs> and I'm going to start this off, right? And I've, I, I've sometimes, right, I'm a shit ass. Right? I, I won't lie. Or maybe I've learned my audience down the years, right? I'll post stuff on Instagram and on Facebook that I won't post on Twitter because I'll just get shit on Twitter. I don't really, it's because I don't post. But I know my audience and I know where to post things and where to not. So you, you'll see a lot more posts on Instagram because that's where I, I, I like anyway. I'll get the least shit on Instagram, a little bit of shit on Facebook, and the majority of the shit I'll get is on Twitter. So I'll post stuff sometimes. I think, oh, I don't know. I'm not, shall I post on Twitter? Shall I? Oh, I'm going to post it, and then I'll fucking keep my eye on it, thinking, oh, I don't need to say that now. Um, so what was I saying? My head's completely gone blank. Oh, posting about Marlon Romeo. So I posted on Twitter, right? And I said, you know what? I, I didn't say I know I'll get hate for this. But I said, fucking fair play to Marlon Romeo, right? He didn't get the Millwall flu. He didn't get a bout of the old Millwall fucking itis. He turned up, right? He got stuck in. And he fucking, he, he was a <laughs> He fucking got stuck in. All right, he was shit, because he is shit. And he stuck a few people up in the air, and he fucking gave it back to our fans. You know, I, I, I've got no problem with that. I think we'd be more fucked off if he hadn't turned up. But he did. Fair play to him now. You know, draw a line under it. He's gone, and he's gone to a worse side, and he's only going to get go to worse sides following that worse side. But yeah, boys, Marlon Romeo back at the den. Was you surprised he was as animated as he was? Um, he was always going to. Oh, go I think that he was. Um, <laughs> I think he left Millwall um, emotionally for all. Yeah, let's not go into the details. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was an emotional thing for him. It was had nothing to do with money or anything like that. It was all about you know his beliefs and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Um, so he's never gonna hot. He's never gonna um, hold Millwall in a high regard ever. And I think with what he believed, that's gonna be deeper than than anything else. So that emotion is quite strong. Um, and so I think that he probably had sleepless nights about coming back to Millwall. And I don't think it had anything to do with our fans. I think genuinely, he probably felt like he had a point to prove. Um, I don't think he wanted to be there from the minute he turned up. He sat on that coach to get there. Um, well, like Joe says, he's only human. They're like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I sometimes get anxiety going to the dinner. How must that fucker felt? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, uh, by the way, though, I am going to say this. <clears throat> How he didn't get a red card for that tackle on Styles, I do not know. Oh, yeah. Studs in the studs up. Um, well, maybe he wanted the red card, Ken. Maybe he wanted well, the yeah, maybe. maybe. But, um, yeah, look, I, like we said, I don't want to get into it too much in the detail. Um, it was always going to happen. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I found it quite <laughs> funny listening to everyone giving grief. And yeah, it is what it is. I don't know what he'd done at the end when he was walking back into the tunnel. Um, mm. You know, obviously, he's got to be proper hard to do that just as he's about to walk into the tunnel. But <laughs> well, the thing is, listen, like, it's like we just said, you know, people get affected, people care. And I think, yeah. I do think, Joe, it's a bit of a, it's not a, well, it is a, no, fuck him, it's not a shame, but 
he will never remember his mill years with fond memories. Now, he was the first one to Steve Morrison when he scored the winner. Mm. He was a good servant for our club, considering we got him for fuck all from Gillingham. Um, you know, and, he, and he's, he's been given a bit of shit and, and he's given it back. Yeah, yeah I think... I think um, I agree with you. I just think, like, fair play. I would have probably... Well, there's different ways you can react to it <clears throat> as a footballer. Everyone's got emotions. Like, if you're getting that much abuse for, like, 90 minutes solid, <laughs> it's going to be hard not to react in some way. Mm. Uh, it just depends on what way you would react. Like, if I was mm. a footballer, in all honesty, <laughs> I keep saying that I'd be an absolute shitter. So why not? Well, listen, I've thought this and I haven't said it anywhere. He was. Let me give Marlon Romeo credit here. He was no Ben Chilwell, was he? He wasn't scared to take fucking throw-ons. He fucking yeah. stuck styles up in the air. He was giving it back. And he affected him. He got caught up in yeah. the fucking atmosphere. Depending on the person, there's there's different ways you can react to things like that. Like some players will just sort of um, laugh See. it off and just be like, oh, yeah, brilliant. Give. But he's done whatever he's done. Like, whatever. Like, fair play. We, we move on. It's, we won the game, so... You know, what, you know what I think is that, you know, he wasn't a bad servant for us as a footballer. Um, and unfortunately, there was a little bit of conflicting interest in what Millwall wanted to do and what he believed. And, and that's his right to not agree with that, um, as is other people's right to agree with it or not agree with it. And, you know, he genuinely just believed it. So fair play to him for standing his ground um, in something that he believed in. Um, I think that's a that's a great um, asset for somebody to have, um, mm. and you know what he's done is he's gone right. Okay, that's what that's what I want, and that's what I believe in. You're not going to do it, so I want to go. Let's be honest; he hasn't actually really done anything wrong to Mill. I think what he did was he created. He crit I've actually not seen it. Apparently, he criticised us for, for oh, you know. No longer I think he said a few things on the way yeah. out, didn't he? It sort oh, of left right. a bit, yeah, bit of yeah. and a bit of a grudge. All right, but then so did Neil Harris when he left, talking about Millwall being a really small club and, you know, and stuff He fucking like that. did. You're right. He fucking yeah. did, didn't he? And that was and a problem at all. <laughs> I think only, you know, only probably one thing that could be bigger than football is, is like, religious beliefs and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. and that's race and stuff. And that's probably why it got blown up as much as it did. But... Do you know what? Oh, I don't like the fucker for what he said when he when he slept when he had to dig because he didn't need to do that. It shows his beer. But as I said, he was no Ben Chilwell when he came back Saturday and he fucking <laughs> all that was missing from Saturday was fucking someone sticking him up in the air. That would have been fucking brilliant. That would have set the tone for the game as it resulted. Didn't have to. Right. Sorry, boys. Just quick a little bit of promo. Hi, Dan. Been watching for years. Finally become a member last week. Thank you very much, Dave. I always think that the silent people that don't get involved, you always watch me. Thanks for joining in. Mill KP says, how do you become a member? Right. You can go to the link of this video. It's in most of our videos now. There's a, there's a button you can press to join. You can also click the join icon on our YouTube home screen. <clears throat> what you get is you get weekly wallpapers. Or if you're online, Steve, you get them for free because Kenny's loving them. Um, that's our latest wallpaper that went up today. We've done a Volk Summer, a Volkowski, an SE16. We've done loads. You get your previews on a Wednesday instead of a Thursday. You get Lions Lounge lockdown videos a week early, and we do monthly giveaways. Our member called JL, he hasn't come back to me yet, but pardon me, he won £50 to spend in a club shop. Curse of me, well, curse of the membership money, basically. It was £50 the first month, so I put it all back in. Um, and that's how you join, mate, £3 a month. Right, 
we skipped around here, but I really like it tonight. It's been it has been a debate. We've all not agreed. It's been a good show, but we've skipped across. Um, and we haven't spoke about the first goal. And the goal scorer of that first goal. <laughs> I can't fucking work this guy out, boys, honestly. <laughs> I think Joe you know was second and high, isn't it? Bipolar. Oh, yeah, he's, he's perfect for us then, but I was thinking today, he's really baffling me. And I was thinking today at one point, he's a young player and Steven Gerrard started right back then. I was thinking, I wonder if he could be a midfielder when he gets older. Because he, he can't defend. I'm telling you, he can't defend. <laughs> yeah. He can't defend. From the very first game against Palace, he, he can't defend. But you know can, what? Go on. Sorry, that interesting you say about him, the midfielder, because I remember when we signed him, and you know you watch all these highlight reels and stuff before <coughs> and it always showed him sort of playing it out from the back he'd pick up the ball in a centre-back position and then he'd just storm forward and beat like two three players and you're like you don't usually expect that from a centre-back do you no I like he's fucking like he, he gets it's the ball it's hard to work out he gets the ball at his feet and he like spins round like in a full fucking 90 degree circle, 360, sorry, circle. And he's trying to take the one in his own box over by the corner flag. And, but then, I mean, he scores the first, Ken, and he sets up the second with a brilliant bit of uh, initiative and quick, quick fucking play. Perfect ball for a phobie. What'd you make of this guy? So, what'd you make of our top goal scorer? <laughs> I, think he's, um, I think he's a new age centre back. And, yeah, um, good shout. I think what you find is that, you know, a lot of these new age centre-backs do this. We're so used to this grip, kick, bollock and bite centre-backs that yeah. we have um, that we probably don't realise how much of a good centre-back we've got in Charlie Cresswell. Um, I, I mean, I, listen, I think he's I think he's quite good as a defender, personally. I don't think he's a finished article. Um, and I'd definitely rather have Hutchinson there than him. Um, but look, I, I, I think I said in my video that the corners, every single top, he hides behind Cooper because mm. teams are absolutely petrified of James mm. um, No one seems to be near him, did they? He seems to be, have so much space. That's what I mean. So you see the leap fight, on him, though. You see the leap yeah, yeah. on him, though. Fucking you'll unbelievable. Find, you'll find Jake Cooper is, is, is running around making these massive runs uh, because before, if you remember, Jake Cooper just used to stand at the back post mm. and get his headers. You know, he can't do that anymore. And you'll see that Creswell will sort of hide behind him. Jake Cooper will do this massive run. Everyone has a panic up. And um, Charlie Creswell was there just to bang it in. He scored from that position three times now. Yeah. No. And why is that? Do you think his injuries on Cooper, Joe? Or do you think like, the leap's that good? Or his movement's that good? Could be because... When you look at Cooper, a lot of players in the division now are going to know about Cooper, thinking he's our danger man. So they're going to put all the focus on him. And then it mm. takes a bit away from... Cresswell's a bit of an unknown intensity in this league, so he could probably get away with it. All the attention's going on Cooper, and yep. he drifts in unnoticed. No one picks him up. Bang, there you go. And I think it's a great weapon to have. And the minute you take it off of Cooper, Cooper's in for He's going to do something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... It's difficult, and it? it's difficult for teams to defend against. However, I don't want to keep. Well, we keep scoring all these goals from um, set pieces. I mean, don't get me wrong; I take it. Um, but nice to see that we scored a goal from open play at least. Yeah, look at that! Look at that leap! 
Tim Kao-esque. Fucking is. Look at look. He's fucking as high as the dog was up, man. Look at him. <laughs> he could have fucking, he could have fucking headbutted Mr. Bye for now from up there. Look at him. <laughs> oh, fucking love it. Um, Malone assisted him, boys. Do you know what I said to you before? Before we went on air, I said, we've only got two games to talk about tonight instead of the usual four or five. I have to try and drag it out. We fucking actually, we've got so much more to cover. So I hope you two are all right to continue. Breeze is bad, isn't it? I might have to go and get me other vape because that ran out 20 minutes ago. But... Oh, fucking, that's a shame. <laughs> uh, yeah. But again, players coming off the bench. I thought Malone come off the bench and did well. What did you boys yeah. think? Again, I think it's another um, phobia situation. He's used to starting every game. Then they've brought yeah. in this other player in his position. He's sort of come on thinking, well, you know, I've, I've got a point to prove here. And sometimes it's a good thing to drop the players because they come back with a bit 100%. more fight, a bit more passion, a bit more energy, thinking, well, I've got someone here. I've got to compete for my position now. So, um, again, I think similar to the Afobi situation. Ken? He ain't there. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's joking. Got to get a fight. I wasn't even looking. I was looking at the next graphic I was going to put on the screen, <laughs> which was that. <laughs> Because we, we haven't covered this yet either. Fuck me, it's going to be a long one tonight, boys. Um, new signing, Joe Kenny's back. New signing, Callum Styles. Yeah, I mean, I know it's early. Some are calling the Rover Hive Reese. I started, that, <laughs> um, and when I say some, I'm saying me. I'm the only one who said it so far. Uh, you, listen, I, I put it out there on social. I said nicknames for him. People saying the Bermondsey Badger, but he can't be. We've already got the Bermondsey Burkham. Um, he so looks we, we covered how good he looked, but the, 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 the situation is with Barnsley, they've let him out on loan to us, providing he signs a new contract. We should have done that with fucking West Brom and Jeb Wallace. Yeah, but, um, great start, mate, for him. Great start. I thought he looked brilliant, and like, no surprise, got man of the match, didn't he? Um, he yeah, I think he gives us a um, different avenue in that uh, LWB position. Looks good going forward. Ain't afraid to take a player on. But I've seen that from Malone before. But he, he just seemed to have gone off the boil a bit. But um, this he, he does look a bit better, doesn't he? And um, first game, yeah. let's let's just hope um, it continues. Yes, I'm so Kim, what, what, have Barnsley got a gun to her head though in this situation where they've made him sign? They so basically said we are not going to let you go out on loan unless you sign this new contract, which is now done. The worry is for me, I said this in my post-match as well, we're going to end up getting fucking priced out of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that maybe exactly. just for the, we need to look more maybe at the here and now, you know. Um, right right here and right now, he's a Millwall player. Um, and if he can do a job for us for a season, that would be grinding. Um, and then we see where we're at at the end of, you know, at the, end of the season. Um, we haven't got to sign him, have we? So there's other options out there. There could be other options out there, but for a guy that apparently was still at the den Thursday night, one o'clock in the morning, back in the office in the morning on Friday, um, to do the team chats or whatever, and then play on the Saturday, and the way he played was really, really impressive. So, uh, well, the middle messy Charles is calling me, <laughs> mate over here. In um, this is nice, this is nice. The Budapest Badger, because he's obviously <laughs> he's, he's half Hungarian, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but it's from Berry, wouldn't he? So, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> calling the Budapest Baggio. Fucking, it's all around. It's like the Chitty all around the fucking nations here. Um, <laughs> sorry, Chitty, if you're watching, you know I love it's, it's a private joke between those boys on the group chat. Um, Hungarian international as well. 22 years old. Um, played in the first team for Berry when he was like 15. Moved to Barnsley, 120 games for them. As I said, he actually played against England. In that three 0 win for yeah. Hungary, I can't. And I'm going. He looks really good on a show reel, which, as we've seen, Yuri Skalak does as well in the past. My mate's going. Sure, he's John Daddy does as well. Yeah, he's League One. Oh, that's, that's a stretch. He must have a fucking good. He ain't got meters in there. There's the only one who can pull that off. Um, he said, um, "You know, why has he not played at upper division? I just worry, Joe. It's going to fucking alarm bells for other clubs to go." Oh. <laughs> Chris Wood, Darren Huckabee, yeah. fucking Jason Puncher. We'll have him, thanks. See ya. Yeah. If, so we've definitely got him till end of the season, yeah? And we've got the first option to buy him. Yeah, what I'd be worried about is I'm sure there's been instances of it before where a player does really well for a club, even though their loaner room's end of the season. Somehow gets terminated in January so they can sell him to another club for a lot right, more well, money. We've seen I mean, it happen before. Well, I'll let you, I'll, you boys know, but I'll let the people in the live stream into a little secret. Daniel Ballard was on loan at us last season. In January, it was going to get terminated because Forrest were going to buy him. Mm, and he then got injured. Can happen. Yeah, this one's fucking... But it's, it's catch-22 because you want him to fucking do well. But yeah. if, he does, if he does too well, that's all 22 years old. I mean, Dino just said there, quick feet. This is everything I saw, Dino. Quick feet. Good close close control. It he's like he had it on a string uh, under pressure and a good start. Yeah. Some people I've heard were calling him the Campbell Cantor. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was B Lion who called him the that. Possibilities are endless. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I think the Rob have recent wins partly one because I started it, and two is my show, and three, it's that position. But as we said, like he looks versatile, and we're absolutely inundated with fucking central midfielders now. Don't we, boys? But um, that's right. another thing. He's versatile, isn't he? If needed, he can play in centre mid as well. I don't know what what his actual best position is meant to be, but uh, yeah, well, Gary Rowe. It seems to think that that's where he'll end up playing for us. Well, Gary Rowe knows well, best. He thinks there, so. Right I'll back. take that. So that's <laughs> an interesting question. We we called for the gaffer to change the fucking formation or get wing backs that can deliver. Danny Max going to struggle to get back in, but I think it will raise Danny Max game. But the question I'm saying is, we have a, they, the two fullbacks, wingbacks, continue as they are until the end of the season. We have an option to buy both of them. Do we all break the bank and buy both? And if yes, how much do both cost combined? Depends what division we're in. <laughs> oh, here we go. Someone's on board. Um, I mean, he's been called the nun-hit Neymar. <laughs> People are just naming players now. Come on, they've got to be, they've got to be a left pegger. <laughs> Surely at least. So I think um, that, uh, who are you talking about? Are you talking about... Um, I don't know, I'm talking about Neymar, Messi or Callum. Sha- I know, I'm talking about fucking Harry St- uh, Callum Styles. Styles and Shackleton. Fucking Harry Styles. Oh, look, I think that... I think that... Um, Ryan Shackleton's... He's Ryan, isn't it? Yeah, Ryan Shackleton. He's you Ryan. Ryan, the Brian you have. <laughs> Jamie Shackleton. Jamie Shackleton. Have I got that right? I'm, I'm double guessing myself now. 
It's so Jamie. I just called Callum, Star- call Callum Styles a member of One Direction. Don't worry about it. Me, it's gone. So Shackleton played uh, on Saturday. Danny Mack has not had a performance anywhere near Shackleton's performance on Saturday. Okay. So ah, me personally, I cannot see Danny Mack getting it back in that side right now. Like after that performance, there's no way in this world that that should be changed. Um, Callum Styles and Scott Malone, I know I'll get hate for this, but like that's a difficult one. And the only reason why it's a difficult one is I'm pretty sure that Malone is now on four assists for the season. Mm-hmm. And stats are stats, set pieces, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. He is still on, I think, contributing. Four assists. Yeah. If you're contributing the goals, uh, and without Jumping being rude, yeah, and without being rude, that's more than what's, what Bradshaw's done this season. But yet he, they booed Gary Rowett for taking him off. But yeah, what are you saying? Are you saying Malone's done more than Bradshaw? No, so yeah, so what in, in ways of contribution, what I'm saying is, is that yeah. people are digging Malone out, and rightfully so, because he can't defend for something. But yeah. he has contributed to four goals, whereas we all had a go at Rowett for taking Bradshaw off last week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Bradshaw, unfortunately, at the moment, hasn't contributed to anything. My, my argument would be is that give Bradshaw 10 penalties, see how many he scores, because he's a dead ball situation. No one around you. Time on the ball to think about. And that's what Malone does a lot, um, in my opinion. But getting back, Keane, that Keane Wood, how are you, mate? It's been a while. That's the exact figure I thought in my head. Five million pounds, you're looking at 2.5 million each. Yeah, I'd say I so. reckon. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I think. You know what? The way it's going these days. But if, if he has a good season, if Styles has a good season with us, then obviously goes back to Basel. They can hold out for a lot more than that. And yeah. I think other teams will be coaching about. Yeah, so pay I'll, more. I would say I'd say the five million would be right, but I reckon that Leeds hold hold Shackle in a much higher regard than that. No, so see, I, I, I was what I was going to say, I was going to say, for me, Shackle has been to the Prem, and. Say that Connor, he's re- my mate Con's really good, knows his shit, and he's he said he weren't really up to the prem standard or you know, which is a high standard. He's only he young a few stars, didn't he? Though, yeah, but I feel that I feel that Styles is a little bit unknown. I feel he could push to a, a higher level than um than Shackleton, but say you know, five million a pair. I think John Berylson saying, fucking hell, you <laughs> pay 1.3 million for one of them. <laughs> And and give him <laughs> and give him fucking Bradshaw as well. I don't know. It's a difficult one. But what Kenny just said, Joe, I want to cover now is the Danny Mac saga. Mm. And he, I was going to say saga and then say it wasn't a saga. It has been. Listen, I love Danny Mac. Mill Boy, again, another one who I watched a lot of the 23s, didn't really break, really come into his own. Done really well. He's going to struggle to get back in, but, you know, like Marlon Romeo did at points. Batted yeah. Him away. It Bad happened with Romeo away. before, didn't it? Um, who was it? Someone oh, coming in really and overtook him. Bed. Sean Cummins put to bed. Yeah, and then he, he come back in as a better player. So I think it's only going to be a good thing, really, uh, for Danny Mack. Um, mm. Got to find it hard for him to get back in. But going back to the Rowett thing, what I, <laughs> I agree with Kenny, I wouldn't be surprised if Saturday, all of a sudden, McNamara started a right back. But yeah. I was just thinking when you're saying about all of this, I was thinking what a great conversation this actually is to 
see we've got options there. And I think yeah. we do have strong options, whether we need them uh, to fill in or whatever. We, we've got some solid options there. Like, don't get me wrong, McNamara was quality last season. Mm. If, if something happened, if you want to keep Shackleton there, fair play, done well Saturday. Yeah. If he brings McNamara in, no grudges either, good player as well. So it's great to have the options. Yeah, Charlie's right what he says. Danny Max played the top four. And Charlie, is, uh, listen, we, we and Charlie fucking often speak about Danny Max. We love him. And we say about, you know, um, he's been asked to do a lot more since Jed's gone. Um, and I'm going to say something now, put in our WhatsApp group, and it might be controversial, but we might as well talk about it because it's no, you know, it's nothing disrespectful or offensive. Danny Mac, so I love him, he's very good at defending. I think his final ball needs work. He's only 22, that can improve. Mm. I think what happened with the contract saga for me, if I'm completely honest, Billy Mitchell came through, Danny Mac come through. Billy Mitchell, for some reason, to our fans, seems to be a little bit of a hate figure at points, right? Um, or a lot of people don't rate him. A lot of people raving about Danny Mac. I think Danny Mac is at the level now that he was last season. But I think the contract saga has jolted people's memory and had a cut few people, and he didn't do anything wrong. He, he wanted to get the best he could for feel like what he deserved. He got the contract he deserved. Um, but I think some people, because that's happened, and now seeing it all, Danny, it, maybe he's, he's brought it to their attention more. He's brought it to the forefront and it's highlighting more. I don't think I don't think he's really dipped from last season, but I just think he's in the forefront of people's minds more. So he's getting yeah. there a little bit more high and people saying, Well, he's tailed off because X, Y, and Z. I don't think he has tailed off. I think that's how good oh. he was. I don't think he's yeah. I just don't think he was probably as good as people thought originally. I agree with you there. I don't think he's actually been that bad this season. No, he so, hasn't. He's a really good defender. Yeah, but he, he had some absolute blinders last season in certain games, but you forget that's when he had Jed there with him on that side as well. So going back, to, we said it in the last podcast, we are expecting too much of, of the wing-backs at the minute. Yeah, well, the thing is, we're heavily reliant on those wing-backs. Now we've got Fleming, maybe not so much. We get the strikers firing properly. Kim, what do you think about what I just said about Danny Matt? Well, I know because we've got WhatsApp yeah. group but for the yeah, purpose I'll of the show. Right, I mean, I don't, I, I've never really rated Danny Mac that much. I think he puts in a good tackle. He can defend well. I think he gets caught out a lot um, in yeah. certain situations. Um, and I think that maybe even more so. And all right, listen, Shackleton's only played one game there, so you can't really base it on that. But yeah. what I have, what I have seen for me, Shackleton did exactly. So, and I know that's not the question, but Shackleton is done everything that a right wing back should have done and should do. And I don't, never saw enough of that from Danny Mack. So, yeah, you know, I, sometimes I think we, we can make excuses for him about saying, yeah, he's had to do more since Jed has gone. And I do get that 100%, but don't play right wing back then. Yeah. <coughs> really, really good question from Keane. And that's one I thought about earlier, Keane, actually. <coughs> Obviously not got a life, have I? But well, this this channel and the club is my life, really. And my kids. Fuck, sorry, boys, if you're watching. Um, here's a question for you: Would you cash <coughs> with Danny Mac to bring Shackleton in? No, I'm not starting with that. I'm going to someone else start with that. Go on, Joe. <laughs> oh, well, I'd say undecided because 
as Kenny's just said, we've seen Shackleton play the one game at right back. So, yeah, I don't think we can even really comment on that yet. Give him a Mate. string of games at right back. If he plays 10 games at right back and we see him play well, then you could answer that question. But yeah, I find very it very difficult point. to answer that right now. It's very much, and I've just done it. You know, I've thought this question in my head. It's very much, and it's a good question for King. He's asked the questions. What we're here for. It's very much. I don't know if it's just Millwall fans. It's all football fans' mentality. My best mate says to me that football fans are so fickle. One minute someone's great. One minute one. Yeah, you know, one minute someone's champagne Charlie Crespo. Next minute they're fucking Asti. Then they're back to Don Perignon. We are a fickle bunch. Um, I wouldn't do that, even if Shackleton has an amazing season, for two reasons. Shackleton's versatile. Three reasons. One, Shackleton's versatile. Two, we get a lot of injuries. Three, to have two 22-year... Danny Mac slightly older than 22, 23, 24. To have two very young and up-and-coming, decent right-backs at the club. It's the way football's going now. There is no 1-11 to anymore, is it? It's a squad game. And um, if Shackleton has a great season, then, yeah, I'd sign him. But I'd keep Danny Mac as well and keep them yeah. competing, yeah. as we said earlier in the show, it. Pushes other players to new levels. I put it in my post match as well. Ken, what's your thoughts on that question from Ken? Yeah, I'm the same as, as both of you two. Um, I, I think there needs to be competition there. People get too complacent, don't they? Like, you know, Shackleton could play five games here, get complacent, start having a mare. Danny Mack could come back and have some great performances. It's exactly. so difficult. Um, I, it's not that I don't, it's, I'll say because I don't think he's that great, but. I think Danny Mack is good enough to be playing in the championship. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I'm just now, once we've seen Shackleton play there, you're a bit like, he does, he offers, Shackleton offers more for me. Um, but I would definitely keep both of them. Um, Rowett hung him out to dry over the contract. Yeah, Charlie great. says Rowett hung him out to dry over the contract issue. Well, they yeah, they said the ball's firmly in his court. Um, and Danny Mac did he did respond on his Instagram. He posted something saying, like, you know, he signed the contract, and I believe he wanted to sign the contract. I don't believe he ever wanted to leave the club, but I felt that he felt that he progressed and he deserved a new contract. And I I agree with him as on that. But he says um he comes with something like Danny Mac said, uh, delighted to sign the new contract to the club I love. Thanks for those who stuck by me during this time that I knew you know you are. So he's definitely left some sort of um taste. In a few people's mouths, I think that's be fair to say. I think there's, um, a, I think there's a couple of picks here, Dan. <clears throat> We've had discussions about this like off air. I think there was a lot of a lot of things going on. Well, I know for, I know for a fact there was a lot of things going on around on that contract. And it, it weren't just one thing. There was there was three or four quite major things on it. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's fucking. It's a complex business, mate. It's a, it's it's a very highlighted industry you're in the public i say this to my mate all the time you know if i if i'm for example can you do landscape gardening yeah, yeah. if you come around and did my garden you go that's the job that's how much i want and i try and knock you down of course I would. but you wouldn't have five thousand people standing behind you going mate you're not fucking cut you're not doing that right yeah. <laughs> but yeah. in football like joe if you're doing a pt session you yeah. ain't gonna stop like go mate hang on just some fucking random geezer walking down the street and his dog. I wouldn't do it on FRSU. I'd do it on here. <laughs> like, it's the only industry in the it's world where the public gets who, who... Some people know a lot about football. Potentially, some people know fucking absolutely nothing. 
They just turn up and go, fucking kick him, fucking break his legs. Get stuck into him. That's like not a, but the industry that it is, and this is why they get paid the money. So the entertainment industry, as well as a sports one, and people get like us. We we think we know what we're talking about. We could not have a fucking clue, but we all get to fucking throw our into the ring, don't we? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because oh, we know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, but that's that's a conversation killer. Fair enough. Oh, I quite agree, <laughs> mate. I agree with you a lot. So, right. <clears throat> just talking about contract negotiations it's going to lead me nicely on to our last subject before we talk about our next five games in the league table fuck me boys you're right to continue it's gone 10 o'clock yeah, yeah. Is it? right yes yeah, time flies when you're having fun does not it well someone said the comments we've been tucking into Fleming's stash I'm thinking he means we because we're, <laughs> we're having a good time it's good we like doing this podcast we may well do it after Sunderland if we get heavy victory right contracts talking contracts Today, the club announced that Isaac Tancho <laughs> Alafay signed a new contract at the club. Um, I mean, Gary Wright said last week in a transfer window that he could leave the club either on loan or permanently, as there's a lot of players, sorry, a lot of clubs interested in him. 22 years old, two strong loan spells, both at Sutton, one not so successful, one at St Johnston. What do we think, boys? Isaac Alafay signs a new contract. Where do you see him in, in the structure of things at Millwall Football Club? Well, last couple of games, he ain't even made it on the bench, has he? No. So earlier. I was a bit um, sort of bewildered by that one, to be fair, because there was literally this talk like end of last week about him possibly even leaving permanently. So I don't know where the whole sort of U-turn has come all of a sudden. For him to get this deal, right? But if you're going to give him that deal, then he's not going anywhere now. Then surely you're going to have to get him involved in the in the first team, whether it's off the bench. Just give him a go. Like people are saying, like he he had his chance against uh, Cambridge in the cup. Like one game's not enough. Like you, you've got to give him a go off the bench. But then the the hard thing for him now is we have options there as well. Depends whether he's playing the one up front or the two up front. You've got Phoebe Bradshaw and um, Vogel Summer there. Um, I just don't know where he's going to fit in and where Alex put it. Yeah, I think there's two things to pick up on there. The first one is I've said this before as well. You know, if we're safe in a season, mm -hmm. we're not really a club that is safe early or, you know, right at the top of the table. Give him a run of games. Like you say, the Cambridge thing. I mean, some people saying he was awful at Cambridge. I saw yeah. Steve Morrison say something about this the other day. He said, my strikers miss chances. I miss chances. But as a striker, you're worried, not if you're missing chances, but if you're not getting in the positions. And if you yeah. get in the positions, it's a confidence game. You watch a phobia will start scoring goals now. Ken, I've got a theory on this. What are you saying about Santo? Club give him a new contract. Good thing or a bad thing? Or any other comments? I think it's a good thing. He's, a, he's an unknown, in my opinion, I watched him in the Cambridge game. Um, I thought he did. I thought he did really, really well in the Cambridge game. To be honest, a lot of people were were um, moaning about him and slagging him off. But you said just then about positions. Um, well, no one can tell me that he didn't get in the right positions against Cambridge. That's for sure. Um, also, I can't remember who it was against. It might have been Stoke. First game of the season, he came on for about ten minutes. 
He did, yeah, you're right. Um, he also got himself in some great positions there. And if, if only Bury had looked up, he was he was clean on goal, um, making the run screaming for the ball and whatnot. I, I think that maybe they were looking at maybe chucking him out to a League One side. Um, I don't know whether that can still happen. But, um, you know, keep him... Keep him on the book, sign him up on a, on a new contract, send him out on loan. We're only paying half the wages, um, for instance. And then, you know, if he does well in League One, then you have the option then to either bring him on because he's now got some competitive experience under his belt, or you can sell him for something half decent and you've only paid half his wages for the year. Yeah. Um, Do you know what I've... I've got an argument on this one. Well, I've said it a few times before. I think, um, look, he's had the loan spell, League Two, blah, blah. Didn't do too bad in League Two. Done well with Sutton um, when they were non-league as well. Mm. And we spoke about earlier about trying to pluck out these non-league gems now. Maybe we've got one right under our nose, but who knows? Because he, he done well in non-league. Done, didn't do too bad in League Two as well. But... Um, yeah, is, is he actually going to get given the chance? And uh, what's I was going to say about the... Sorry, I completely lost my point. The point I'm trying to make right. is how old is he now? 22, 23? He's, he's 23 in November. I looked earlier. Right. I honestly think how many players are there out there for other teams that at that age, you should be, if you're any good to play at this level, should have you should be in that first team. I hate all this stuff about people going like, youngster about players that are 22 23 and stuff mm. in this day and age they're not youngsters they a lot of players are established charlie like, chris was a youngster champagne charlie's a, a fucking youngster he's 19 and don't forget as well our, our strikers a phobie 30 Bradshaw 29 volsama 30 maybe mm. um but it's, it's knowing when to get him in i honestly don't think he would have not done any worse, done any different to Volsammer did mm. in the last few games. But my theory is, and I think Dave Turner has got it, I think we're doing a Callum style. <laughs> I think yeah. we took a leaf out of but but Burnley's book, Barnes's book, sorry. Alafe will end up on loan review to sell, says Dave what? Turner. I think we woke up and smelt the coffee. Gary Rout said we've got a lot of play uh, a lot of clubs interested in him. I think we all thought I think his contract was going to be up at the end of this season. I think he had a deal when he had a view, an option for another year, which he took, or the club took. So I think the club are thinking now, right, we don't, we've invested a lot of time in Tano. He's been in the club fucking since he's a kid. He's got a lot of goals in non-league. He's got a lot of clubs looking at him. So let's, you know, get going to sell for big dough, but any money is good money when you're a middle football club. And I think they might have took a leaf out of Barnsley's book and gone, right, give him a new contract. And then get him out on loan with, with a view to selling him. What's sorry, I've been out of the loop for the whole um, window though. What what's the rules of loans at the minute? Can people still go loan now? I know Premier League players can still be loaned out. Hmm. But who knows? Not That's not a bad shout, Richard Lacey, because they lost they lost Colton Morris, didn't they? To Luton as well. We've already had Bradshaw, no key for more for them. Send him to Barnsley and let him swap him for styles. We'd have to probably pay some on top of that but yeah it's very interesting um and this is one um i think someone else put this earlier about hayden muller i, I thought to myself, they fucking hell hayden muller he's been playing in the 23s 
He's a really yeah, how old? How old is he now? Same age as Billy Mitchell, twenty-one. But he's a really yeah. good player. He broke into this thing during COVID, didn't he? Um, Alex Mitchell. Yeah, he had a couple of Alex Mitchell. He's out on loan, doing well, really well at St Johnston. But yeah, I mean, Hayden Muller's completely out. I don't think it's anything personal. I just think position-wise, how we're covered with more senior players. But Hayden, <laughs> yeah, he's um, an interesting one, Matano. But I think that's what we've done. I think we've covered ourselves, if I'm honest. Right. Let's move on, boys. A couple, two more bits to cover. And that is our next five league games. And again, people were saying, oh, we're fucked, blah, blah, blah. Oh, sorry, we're fucked, blah, blah, blah. Um, last orders, that was. <laughs> let's, let's look at the league table now. Look, that ain't bad. Oh, you can't see us because I've got the banner at the bottom of the screen. Let me hide that. <laughs> there you go. Look, we're 14th in the division. 10 points. We beat Sunderland Saturday. We could go as high as fifth and level with Burnley. So it is very, very early days. Um, and we've got two home games on the bounce next, of course, um, after Sunderland, which is QPR on the Wednesday. And then Blackpool on Saturday, then an international break. And then Blackburn away, Rotherham away within fucking hell, four days of each other. So look at our next five fixtures, boys. What are we thinking? Uh, I think that we'll. I think we'll lose to Sunderland. Um, I think he'll play it safe against QPR, and we might get a draw out of that. I think we'll beat Blackpool. I think he'll play it safe against Blackburn. We might get another draw, and I think we'll beat Rotherham. So three, four, seven, eight points. Uh, Eight points. Johnny went, of course, is seven. What are you saying, Joe? You know, on paper, it's funny how that win on Saturday can uh, completely change your outlook on things. Um, we can be fickle at times, but I'd say every single one of those games are winnable. I'm not saying we are going to win every single one, though, but they are winnable games. Um, I would go, I think we get a draw at Sunderland Saturday. Yeah. I think we'd beat QPR. No, sorry. I think we'll draw the next two. Draw against yeah. Sunderland. Draw against QPR. Beat Blackpool. I think we'd lose against Blackburn and then win against Rotherham. So what's okay. that one? Eight so points. he's gone for eight points, what we think. What I mean, out of points? what would you say? That's what we think. You said seven points, Ken, didn't you? I, uh, so I've gone for eight. Four. Five, eight. Oh, <laughs> Gary Bartholomew Bar says 11. Anthony Jessup says nine. That's HS Fitness says three wins. So it's a good struck. Mark McGee used to do this apparently. Mark McGee, Mark McGee used to sit down the squad and go, right, look, these games, these games, these games. We need to win this game, that game, and that game because we will lose games. So what would be an acceptable, as a Millwall fan and as Gary Rowett, out of 15 points, what would you say is an acceptable total? You'd probably go down the middle. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Uh, yeah. I actually think we're going to beat Sunderland. 
because we've got to break this duck at some point. I think we're going to go up to Sunderland and we're going to win. And Benicophobia is going to get the goal. Right? I think QPR is a difficult one. Typical meal, we'll go and beat Sunderland, get in top six, and we're going to go, here we go. And then we'll draw the, <laughs> we'll draw the next two home games and get five points. I think Blackburn's a very difficult place to go. I don't yeah. think we'll get anything up there. Um, not I'm, really draw. I'm, going, I'm going to that one as well. You're going Blackburn, yeah? Yeah. I've been Blackburn twice recently. Nil nil. Steve Morrison. Yeah. Open goal. And we Did you go there on the... Um, we played them on a Tuesday... Was it a Tuesday or Wednesday night back in March, wasn't it? Went all the way up there midweek. Nil nil. <laughs> we were shocking. <laughs> yes, we've gone... The last three seasons, I think, it's been nil nil, nil nil, two nil and two nil to them. I don't think we've won back in the... We ain't won there since we've been back in the champ. And they have one year out. That's right. Two two nil losses, yeah. two nil nil draws... And one season they was out, and then Rotherham. I'm definitely going Rotherham because I've not been to their new stadium. I think we'll get to Rotherham. So, despite a strong start against Sunderland, I think we'll go win, draw, draw, loss, draw. So, I started positive, but I've gone for six points. But as we say, like round seven, that's fair enough, boys, isn't it? Seven points. Yeah. Just got to look at the comments, see what most people. Looks yeah, like you're saying seven, eight, isn't they? There we go. But as I say, someone said it there. I'd, I'd say they're all winnable games, but we're, we're not going to be realistic. We're not going to win them all. Look, for me, it's not. <clears throat> for me, it's not about the points. It's about it's about the mannerism. <coughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. style of play, um, people that are playing, substitutions that are made. Etc. That's they're all the things that I look at in a game. If yeah, we go oh, you go back to the Burnley game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you go out and you give it, a, we give it a go, and you know we just weren't good enough on the day. I'm happy with that. Fair play, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not happy with it, but you just you no. Know, but I think better. I'm thinking back to trips we've had to Blackburn, and I'm sure that was the day when we lost two 0 at Blackburn. I went something's changed. It was under Harris. I went something's changed. I mean, they wouldn't cross the fucking halfway line. Something's changed. Oh, I remember that game. And I don't know what it was, but something switched for me. And about five games later, he was gone. Charles, I've seen you say this a couple of times. He told us today he don't fancy us away. What was that? I didn't see that. Anyone else see that article? I mean, you can't, I mean, come on, fucking Gaffer, know your audience. I, <laughs> I don't say, fancy us away. He, he tells us he don't fancy us away before we got fucking Sunderland on Saturday. The furthest away trip possible. Is it mind games for the op- opposition? <laughs> Who knows? With Gary Rowe, exactly. <laughs> Why would you say that? Oh, look, if you don't fancy his away, then he you know, needs to find a different way away, doesn't he? <gasps> Funny enough, like when he first came in, remember we used to do the old, mm-hmm, I'm a bad guy. Because <laughs> it was always like one nil wins away. We won loads of one nil wins away, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our yeah. home form was good, and our home form was shocking. That's now flipped. Reading aside, we've got to then back to a bit of a fortress. But yeah, I don't know what you said there, but that's very strange. But yeah, I, I didn't mean, see that. I don't know what you would never. I don't think you'd ever see it, and, and not just row it, but you know, a manager play a different way away than they do at home. I think it could like, be done. I like, I, don't know. That, I like the fact that he says they're not crucial when us working class fans spend our hard-earned money to drive or get the train to go, yeah. and, go and support our team. If you're on your way up there and you hear that... Yeah, and to the manager of the team, they're not as important as home games. Like, every game is as important as the next one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's just absurd. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, well, look, you know, I'm well, doing it now. <laughs> it tells us, um, it, it tells us that the fucking day before everyone goes to fucking, or the week before everyone goes to Sunderland. Oh, someone's looking, just put the news at the Den the links the I'm on the news at Den Feed. I can't see it now. I'm looking on the news at Den Feed. What article was it in on news at Den? There's, they say it's deleted. They it's been deleted? Yeah. Well, there you go, there's a fucking bad bit of... Bad bit of press with a bad fucking organisation there for whoever's organised that with a club and the interview and news at Den. Uh, Charlie's going to send me a screenshot. Go on, mate. Cheers. Got my number, in you? Go on, Charles. We're waiting on Charlie now. Where are you going to send it, Charles? <laughs> Come on, Charles. You're only holding the show up, mate. We're 200 people watching. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, apparently the article. Oh, Instagram. You always, we always speak on Instagram, isn't it? On Instagram. Sorry, everyone. It's um. Ah, he said it to me. Article oh, still up for the tweet. Yeah, it's still up. Gary, two hours. Whatever. When he screamed at his face, um, Gary Rout's face. I mean, cheers, mate. Um, Gary Rout believes that Millwall away record will be less crucial if they can keep winning at the den. Home form could ease pressure on away record. Slightly different spin on it, isn't it? It's, it's a play of words. I don't think that's a major Maybe. bad thing to say. Because obviously we're going to say that. Like we've obviously got more um, of an advantage at home. I, 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 I don't get him. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, yeah. Go on, Ken. What are you going to say? Sorry. He, he also turned around and said that our man in the match on Saturday that had an absolute blinder at left wing back will probably play in midfield. I don't think because we're doing well, the old rectify stuff, and then we can um, rectify the away stuff, and then we can fucking do it. You know, progress, can't we? It's not the sort of. I mean, whether it's he said it or whether it's worded well from the news at then, you know, we all will have a press officer and stuff like that. You won't, you shouldn't put stuff like that because people will read into it what they like, whether it's been meant in that context or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think. I think Lucy Lacey's right there. Could just be a mind game. I said that, didn't I? I, I? I think that the whole press thing at Millwall is absolutely absurd. I think that they, <laughs> I do, I think that they, they always seem to put out an article to divert you from something else, and you know, all of a sudden, when. Yeah. The fans yeah. have been moaning. See, I don't know if you noticed, the fans were moaning a lot about Bennett Pafobi. Everyone kept their mouth shut. The minute that Bennett Pafobi scores, all of a sudden there's this big essay about how Gary Rowett pra praises Bennett Pafobi. I think I think there's even agendas all the time, me personally, for the... Uh, well, as a, as, a, as a content creator looking for work, I'd agree that they need to sack the press off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most bizarre one they ever did was the... Uh, we didn't sign anyone. Everyone was signing players and we weren't signing anyone. And it was like, they put a picture of Tyler Bury up and went, Tyler's got a new oh, trim. Yeah. <laughs> that like, was fucking on. bizarre. <laughs> Wasn't it? Honestly, some of the stuff they put up on social media, like the official club page, I just think like, what the hell? Like, random. Strange. Yeah, I will things. say like the club are, 
I would agree they're improving a lot in areas, other areas, you know, in and around the ground. They are listening to fans again. You know, it's a lot more presentable on match days now. They're trying to get people down there early, trying to get bands. Got a popcorn stand. That's what well, that's another stand. <laughs> that, the old popcorn one did not go down well, did it? But the old. <laughs> old no, I'll tell you what, mate, it's seven, seven pound fifty for a German sausage, mate, is taking a piss. That's that's what it is. <laughs> you want to get the cock sandwich, especially when you take five kids. Let me tell you, fucking hell, that's thirty-five sheets. That's good maths yeah. as well. Yeah, I know. Be all the I'm joking. Listen, I, I wouldn't want the fucking job at me when it couldn't pay me enough. Anyway, moving on. Um, I'm trying to find this thing I've uploaded. That Charlie just sent me, but I can't find it. But um, yeah, very strange, really. I suppose you read into that what you would like. But there you go. Listen, boys, it's been I've a very a huh? I've got a question. Go on. It just popped into my head, and I thought it's got absolutely nothing to do with media or anything like that. Where's Alex Pierce now? Alex Pierce. <laughs> You'll be out of sleep better tonight now when you know it. So th that's the article there. Look, I found it eventually. It's not going to cover the screen because I have to do graphics like that pre-show. But yeah, read into that what you will. Do you know? I kind of get what he's saying, but at the same time, as a manager, I don't think you should actually come out and say that. Well, look at this. So if you can see on the screen, it looks like Kenny's turned into Gary Rowett. Look, <laughs> he's in the middle of us two. Look, he's not on the screen. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh boys, it's fucking been nearly two hours. We've had a fucking oh, really good it? show tonight. Listen, look, I think that this season is so it's so Jekyll and Hyde at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. And I, and I think that we will go one way or the other. So, you know, when we don't play well, like I feel like there has been parts of the season already where we haven't played well. No, actually, forget that. It's not that we haven't played well, it's that decisions have been wrong. And I think our players give 110% when they're out there, most of them. Mm. Um, oh, I'll tell you what I was going to mention. Um, the uh, I wanna, We had a chat, didn't we, the, on Saturday about Billy Mitchell. Yeah. And um, for all the, all the criticism that I've given, when I think he had a bad game, I think he had an absolute stormer on Saturday. I genuinely think he had probably the best game that he's ever played in a, in a Millwall shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm being deadly serious. His work rate was absolutely ridiculous. And um, like I said in my video, he was the cog that kept that machine turning. He was everywhere. Um, I've got a bloke that sits in front of me that absolutely <laughs> slags Billy Mitchell off. Right. There's a lot of them that sit near me as well. Honestly, he sit, he comes to Millwall on his own every week, just sits there just to slag Billy Mitchell off. I swear. <laughs> but, and even, a couple around me like that as well. Yeah, and even and even he didn't have much to say um, on Saturday. I just that I, I give him grief when I don't think he's played well. So I, I really wanted to make a point today and just turn around and go. I think he has. I honestly think he had a man of a match performance. Um, I think his work rate, his passes, his tackles went completely unnoticed on Saturday. Um, so I just wanted to say that I noticed, and I think he had an absolute grinder. So well done, Billy Mitchell. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, listen, I okay. fucking really like him, and not not because of fucking known personnel, because he's a real, no, <laughs> real boy, but he is a fucking good player. He's 21, he played 40 games last season. 
you got to look to the future a bit as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, I was going to name other midfielders, and I was thinking, fucking George Evans. Keep what happens to that guy? When Mitchell and Savile play together, that that's what again. You know, and I understand my right went back to the back three that he did, and I wouldn't have blamed if he had played a phobia and Bradshaw up front, sadly, because. All these players coming in is good, but we've got a, we we know we've got a, the formula that works. I think we finished ninth last season. Yeah, yeah, ninth. Right, boys. Just on that basis, ninth last season. Final word: yes or no? We finishing above ninth this season, Ken? No. Joe? Yes. Oh, you didn't want to say that. Be the optimistic one here. Yeah, because you know I'm going to say no. But there you go. Right, <laughs> listen. Thanks, boys. Six minutes short of two hours. Good wow. job they went, it's a good job they weren't five games to cover. We'd be a fucking <laughs> But yeah, listen, we, we have chat. jobs to go to then. Yeah. Someone said I don't think you want to go to bed, Ken. <laughs> um, listen. Ken's got another me. question. <laughs> no, he hasn't. No more questions. But um, we, we, we said we're going to do this weekly. We will continue to do it because us three have got a little team together now. So, But I just don't know if it's worth doing it Monday. Because we only have one game to talk about, no other transfers, hopefully no more injuries. We'll probably we'll still do... talk for an hour at least, though. If we can, we, if we, can we can do it. As long as it, so it's nah, not nil-nil, <laughs> Yeah, well, so we might do it, Monday, depending on the Sunderland result. If not, we've got Sunderland Saturday, QPR Wednesday, and then Blackpool the following Saturday. So what I'm going to say is we'll probably do it. Long show. Yeah, we'll do it the Monday after that because it's going to be the international break as well. So... They'll give us something to fill it with. But thanks everyone for tuning in. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Heading towards 19k at a rate of knots. Um, thanks for joining us, Joe. Ken, cheers, boys. Really enjoyed that again. I think that's our best. I'll say every week. Cheers, I think that's our best Ken, one. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. All right, boys. Thanks everyone. Please subscribe to Lions TV. Come on, you Lions. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.